0: America is equally fascinated and horrified by serial killers. We want to know the details of every case and explore how a person could ever commit such atrocities. People just love their real crime drama stories. Infamous serial killers have plagued communities across the world for centuries, some of these famous murderers are apprehended quickly while others continue their murderous sprees for years before they are caught and the best of the best will they never get caught in this video we're going to look at 10 of the most infamous serial killers of all time plus one bonus killer so we'll actually look at 11. find out who they are the details of their violent attacks, how they were caught if they were, and what happened to them all in today's video, including one killer on the list with over 70 confirmed murders that is actually out of prison walking among us. How can this be? Well, you're about to find out. (music) I'm Joshua Roberts, attorney at law, and you are watching Lawyer Up. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about some of the most infamous serial killers of all time. We're going to talk about Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, Jack the Ripper, the Boston Strangler, Charles Manson, the Son of Sam, and many more. If you enjoy the episode, smash that like button for me. If you got something to say, if I've left somebody off the list that you think should be on the list, Put it in the comment section below. Remember to subscribe and hit that bell so you're notified every time Lawyer Up uploads. And remember, I love it when you guys share me on social media. So, without further ado, what is a serial killer? And you may think this is a simple question, but the definition is a little more complex than just a person who engages in a series of murders. Authorities have a different definition on what makes someone a serial killer. For instance, the FBI defines a serial killer as someone who murders three or more people over a period of a month or longer. So, to meet the FBI's serial killer criteria, the culprit must have a cooling off period in between the murders before deciding to strike again. So we're not talking about a rampage or a shooting spree type situation. Now the National Institute of Justice gives us a different definition. They state that a serial killer must have murdered at least two people motivated by a need for psychological gratification with the act having sadistic sexual overtones. So according to that definition, you can't be a serial killer unless you also sex up the victim somewhat. And according to Psychology Today, they said neither of those definitions perfectly capture all serial killers because they have varying motives and they act under different psychological states. Some target victims with certain identifiers, while others will kill indiscriminately. So there's not an exact agreed-upon definition. Now, here comes the disclaimer and the warning. The serial killers we are about to discuss have committed horrible crimes. Some of the accounts include some gruesome and horrifying details, which may cause some people some distress. Now, we're not going to show any gory pictures, so don't worry about that. But this is some fairly awful stuff, so you have been warned. So with that, let's dive in to talk about some of the most famous serial killers in history. Number one is Dennis Rader. A seemingly normal husband and father of two, Dennis Rader was a Cub Scout leader and a respected member of his church's leadership council, but he harbored a well-hidden dark side. Rader first killed in 1974 when he murdered a family of four, including two children. He went on to kill 10 people in total. He murdered most of his victims by strangling them with a rope, a belt, or the victim's underwear. He even took one victim to his church where he photographed her body in obscene sexual position. After his first crimes, he wrote anonymous letters to TV stations claiming responsibility for the murders and suggesting nicknames for himself. One nickname stuck, the BTK Strangler, which stands for Bind, Torture, and Kill. And Raider might never have been caught. But for his desire for media attention. In 2004, the BTK murders were considered a cold case and nobody was really actively investigating them. But Raider just couldn't let it be. So he contacted the media and said he was planning to kill again. He also sent a disk of crime scene details to the police. What he didn't count on is the metadata, and metadata is data that gives information about more compound data. Like with a photograph, you see the picture, but what you don't see is the metadata behind it. Uh, It's stuff like the GPS location of the photograph, the time, the date, those types of things, information that is included with what you don't necessarily see with the naked eye. And the disc itself has its own metadata on it, like who manufactured it, when it was manufactured. And when you combine that information with packaging identifiers, you can track where the disc was sent to be sold. And the police were able to trace the disc that raider sent to them back to him and arrest him. He was later sentenced to 10 life sentences, and he is currently in prison. Second on the list is Ted Bundy, and everybody has heard about Ted Bundy. He is one of the most notorious serial killers of all time. Yet he did all of his killing over a very short four-year span in the 70s. And unlike a lot of deranged serial killers, Bundy was handsome, charismatic, and a popular law student. Bundy charmed many of his victims before kidnapping them and taking them to remote locations to rape and kill them. He sometimes would return to the scene later to perform additional sexual acts with the dead bodies. Bundy killed at least 30 women in this way. He was arrested in 1975 by a traffic cop who recognized his distinctive Volkswagen Beetle from a description provided by a victim who had survived one of his attacks. The toolkit that he used for kidnapping and torturing was also found in this car, and through that, the police were able to link him to a series of murders. During his trial, Ted Bundy managed to escape jail twice. The second time, he stayed on the land for nearly six weeks. He was eventually captured in Florida, but he had assaulted and killed six more women during that time. What followed was a high-profile trial and many years of appeals, but Ted Bundy was executed in the electric chair in 1989. Third on our list is John Wayne Gacy, the killer clown. Gacy was a notorious serial killer who murdered at least 33 young men and teenage boys in the 1970s. Now, Gacy was a successful business owner and a family man who was liked by neighbors and respected within the community. But he was obsessed with young boys. His first murder victim was a 16-year-old boy who he had picked up at a Chicago bus station in 1972. Gacy stabbed the boy and later described it as the ultimate thrill. Over the next six years, Gacy would kill more than 30 youngsters. Now, he owned a construction company, so he employed lots of young men, some of whom he sexually assaulted, tortured, and killed. He would gain the trust of his victims' employees, sometimes by giving them alcohol or drugs, before handcuffing them and strangling them. Most of Gacy's victims were buried in the crawl space under his home. He was finally caught in 1978 and was convicted after being deemed mentally fit by a psychologist. And here's an odd fact. Gacy had also trained to be a clown and volunteered as an entertainer at community events. So when his crimes came to life, this obviously earned him the nickname the Killer Clown. Gacy spent 14 years on death row and was executed in 1994. His final words were, kiss my ass. Fourth on our list is Jeffrey Dahmer. Now, Mr. Dahmer is one of the worst serial killers in American history with particularly disturbing tendencies. Dahmer was known for abusing, dismembering, and eating some of his victims over his reign of terror. As a child, Dahmer was fascinated with dead animals, and as he got older, he had dark sexual fantasies and often abused alcohol. He killed for the first time when he was 18, three weeks after graduating high school by beating a teenage boy with a dumbbell and choking him to death. After that, he dissolved his flesh in acid and crushed his bones to hide the evidence. Dahmer did not kill again for almost 10 years, but in 1987, he embarked on a twisted rampage of luring male victims into his home and then drugging and killing them. He kept souvenirs from many of his victims, such as skulls, which he would bleach, and genitals, which he preserved in formaldehyde. Dahmer was caught in 1991 when a would-be victim escaped his apartments and led police back to him. In searching the apartment, officers found a huge array of evidence, from pictures of his victims to severed heads and other body parts, in his refrigerator. Dahmer later admitted his crimes, which included engaging in necrophilia and cannibalism. He received 16 life sentences and ultimately was beaten to death by a fellow inmate in 1994. The fifth person on our list is Henry Howard Holmes, who you probably have never heard of. But if you were wondering who the first American serial killer was, well look no further. Henry Howard Holmes murdered a series of men, women, and children before being hanged for his crimes back in the late 1800s. A notorious con artist, H.H. Holmes, as he went by, started killing in 1891 and later built what was referred to as a murder castle. It was a three-story building. It housed a pharmacy and apartments, but it had a lot of other unusual features. The second story included secret passageways, soundproofed rooms, a sealed gas chamber, and chutes for bodies to be dumped into the basement from these apartments. Holmes had a lucrative market of selling organs, human organs, on the black market, while bones were sold to medical schools and laboratories. Before his death, he was paid $7,500 by a newspaper for an exclusive confession, which was a huge sum of money at that time. He claimed 27 murders and several attempted murders. However, some of those he claimed to have killed were actually found to still be alive and it was kind of accepted that Holmes was exaggerating his deeds. Regardless, he did commit several murders. Police eventually caught up with him. He was convicted and hanged in 1896. That brings us to number six on the list, which is Pedro Rodriguez Filu, who is called the Brazilian Dexter. So, Pedro has racked up a huge number of murder victims, but he typically targets only criminals and wrongdoers. Filu is one of the more fascinating serial killers of all time and a brazen murderer who, like I said, mainly, but not only, Kills bad guys. In fact, he killed for the first time when he was just 14, shooting a man in his hometown with a shotgun right in front of City Hall. Pedro shot him because that man had recently fired his father for suspected petty theft. After a short stint in detention, Pedro was back on the street where he took to torturing and killing a host of drug dealers and traffickers in Brazil proving that he was an equal opportunity killer. In the years following, Pedro's father actually killed his mother and the young killer took revenge by visiting his dad in prison and stabbing him 22 times. Now Pedro was of course arrested and sentenced to 126 years in jail. This was 1973, but that did not stop him from killing criminals. While in prison, He murdered 47 other people, which seems bizarre that they kept putting him in contact with other inmates, but they did. These additional killings bumped his sentence up to 400 years. However, the law in Brazil caps actual prison time that you serve at 30 years. So Pedro served his time and he was released. So right now, even though he's killed over 70 people, he is free. And his present whereabouts is unknown and as i mentioned one of his nicknames became the brazilian dexter because of the hit tv show about a serial killer who kills only other criminals number seven on the list is one of my favorites and this is the zodiac killer there were only five confirmed victims but the zodiac killer is suspected in over 37 killings So, the Zodiac case has been the subject of movies and documentaries, podcasts, and much, much more. More than 50 years later, people are still fascinated by the mystery of the notorious serial killer who was never caught or conclusively identified. The first Zodiac murders took place a few days before Christmas in 1968 near San Francisco when two people in a parked car were shot. A string of similar attacks followed over the next few months, but the killings gained national attention when several bizarre letters were sent to the media by the murderer. These Zodiac letters were marked by his iconic signature, which was a circle with crosshairs in it, And these letters contained codes or cryptograms with taunting messages from the killer. One of these symboled letters was deciphered and read as follows. I like killing people because it is so much fun. It is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all. To kill something gives me the most thrilling experience. It is even better than getting your rocks off with a girl. The best part of it is that when I die, I will be reborn in paradise and all that I have killed will become my slaves. I will not give you my name because you will try to slow down or stop my collection of slaves for my afterlife. And that was the letter to authorities. Now, as I mentioned, only a few victims have been conclusively linked to the Zodiac, two of whom actually survived. But in his final letter in 1974, the killer claimed to have committed 37 murders. Now, police have formed a sketch of the victim from survivor accounts and sifted through a mountain of evidence, including handwriting analysis and hotline tips. Over the years, they identified several people of interest, over 20 in total, including Ted Kaczynski, who is the Unabomber. But no one was ever charged for these crimes. Despite recent attempts to trace DNA from the Zodiac letter stamps, it is still considered a cold and potentially unsolvable case. Number eight is Jack the Ripper, who everyone has heard of and who terrorized London, England in the late 1800s. Jack the Ripper is one of the most famous unidentified serial killers ever. A murderer who, as I mentioned, stalked the streets of London, murdering and mutilating a series of women and then evading capture. Now, the infamous Ripper murders are steeped in legend. They start with five victims who were killed between August and November of 1888. These murders are referred to as the canonical five and are the only murders definitively linked to the Ripper. Now, each of the victims was believed to have been a prostitute. They had their throats cut and their bodies were mutilated in vicious ways. In some cases, the Ripper removed organs from the body, leading suspicions that the culprit was either a surgeon or a butcher. Several other murders from 1888 to 1891 have been linked to Jack the Ripper, which expanded the legend and the hysteria, but experts believe that they are unconnected due to vastly different MOs. In the official police cases, the killer is referred to as the Whitechapel Murderer. The nickname Jack the Ripper was from signed letters supposedly written by the killer and sent to police. However, it is now widely believed that they were actually written by journalists to boost interest in the case and sell papers. Police investigated more than 300 suspects, but Jack the Ripper was never caught. Number nine is David Berkowitz, the son of Sam Killer. Now, David Berkowitz was a serial killer who gunned down a string of victims and spread fear throughout New York City in the 1970s. Berkowitz was first obsessed with starting fires as a child before moving on to more violent crimes. As an adult, Berkowitz was a postal worker who botched his first murder attempt when he tried to stab two women on Christmas Eve in 1975. After his initial failure, Berkowitz went on a shooting rampage throughout New York. He typically targeted pairs of people sitting together, usually in parked cars. The shooter killed seven people in total and left several others seriously wounded. The murders left New York in a state of panic, and he appeared to have a type, women with long, dark hair. And so many women in New York actually changed their look to avoid being targeted by Berkowitz. At one crime scene, Berkowitz left a letter for police referring to himself as the son of Sam. And that name stuck. Berkowitz was eventually caught after his car was searched, after officers noted it filled with guns and ammo. And in doing so, they discovered a bunch of maps linking him to the shootings. He initially claimed that his neighbor's dog was possessed by a demon and instructed him to kill, but the judge didn't buy it, and he's now serving life in prison. Number 10 on the list is Albert DeSalvo, who is the Boston Strangler, maybe. Here is the story. Albert DeSalvo was a troubled child from a violent home and was convicted of strangling and killing a series of women in a murderous rampage through Boston in the 1960s. But these killings are still shrouded in mystery, and many do not believe that Desavo is the real Boston Strangler. So here's the story. From 1962 to 1964, police in Boston believed they were chasing two separate criminals. They were hunting a serial who was women and a separate guy who was murdering women by strangling them with an article of clothing. the Boston Strangler having raided the homes of 13 single women. So Desavo was charged with the string of rapes r- after being identified by a victim. While awaiting trial, he also confessed to the strangling murders to fellow inmate George Nasser. Nasser then shared the very detailed confession with authorities, and armed with some specifics, the authorities were able to coax a confession out of DeSalvo. Now, DeSalvo was sentenced to life in prison in 1967 for the rape and murders, but then later withdrew his strangling confession while behind bars. Now, nothing came of it and he was killed by inmates in a dispute in 1973, but doubt remains over his status as the real strangler. Many people believe that Nasser was the real killer and persuaded DeSalvo to take the fall for the murders. Other experts say that the crimes were probably committed by several different people due to the differences in MOs. And that is the 10 on the infamous list, but I promised you one more. So we have a bonus individual who technically doesn't count as a serial killer because he didn't physically commit the murders. However, he does belong on this list and his name is Charles Manson. Now, Manson was an infamous cult leader who encouraged his followers to commit a series of murders in the late 1960s. Manson, as I mentioned, is unlike the other serial killers in that he did not kill these victims himself, but he was still convicted on several counts of conspiracy to commit first-degree murder for his role in these killings. A singer-songwriter who once actually wrote a song for the Beach Boys Manson spent many of his early years in and out of prison. After his release in 1967, Manson started to attract followers and created a California commune. Some followers believed Manson to be the manifestation of Jesus and devoted themselves to him. He and his band of followers were later referred to as the Manson family. And this group was responsible for a series of killings, including the high-profile murder of pregnant actress Sharon Tate. One theory is that all of these deaths were designed to incite a race war, but that's never been definitively confirmed. Now, Manson and several of his followers were sentenced to death for their crimes. The sentence was later downgraded to life imprisonment when California abolished the death penalty. During his trial, Manson carved a cross into his forehead that he later adapted into a swastika tattoo in prison. Manson has never shown any remorse for the murders and died in prison in 2017 at age 83 after a battle with cancer. So that's the list. And one question that did come up is that are there still serial killers today? Well, in the U.S., the serial killer heyday was obviously in the 70s and the 80s when people were more likely to hitchhike on dark roads and leave their doors unlocked. The major strides in DNA evidence and the addition of millions of cameras and security cameras across the world have made things a little bit harder for these would-be killers. However, with access to the internet and limitless research options available online, and the general fascination with real crime docu-series, it is thought that today's savvy killers are now better able to plan their deeds and cover their tracks. After all, there are close to 20,000 recorded murders in the United States every year, and about a third of those murders go unsolved. So are there serial killers still out there today? you better believe it. So that's the episode. I hope you have enjoyed it. If you did, smash that like button for me. We've talked about some of the most infamous serial killers of all time, but did I leave somebody out of the list that you believe should be on there? If so, put it in the comment section below. Remember to subscribe if you haven't done so and Always, I love it when you guys share me on social media. That's all for today's episode. I am Joshua Roberts, attorney at law, and you've been watching A Lawyer Up. Send lawyers, guns, and money.